0: You can find answers to these questions and more in our latest report, which you can download at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.
1: Hello and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Ramsey Marjaba, a senior sales engineer and founder of We the Sales Engineers we'll be talking about sales engineering and what some of the skills and qualities are that you need to become a great sales engineer or just engineer in general. Now I'm your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the founder of more than engineering and the creator of the engineering career accelerator program. I do a lot of work helping engineers and technology professionals with leadership and career coaching to create meaningful careers and lives. And this is the Engineering Career Coach podcast brought to you by EMI, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of this episode. Today I have the pleasure of having Ramzi Marjaba join me. He's a senior sales engineer and the founder of We The Sales Engineers. Ramsey, thanks so much for being here with me.
2: Thank you, and thank you for assuming it's going to be a pleasure. I guess you'll find out sooner or later.
1: We've talked before, I, I enjoy it. So Ramsey, excited to have you on the show. Love to have you introduce yourself to the audience in your own words, tell them a little bit more about who you are, a little bit about your career journey and what you're up to these days.
2: I studied uh, engineering, communications engineering at university, and I worked as a support engineer and network design engineer at a company called Alcatel-Lucent. And I stumbled into sales engineering; didn't know what it was. Most people don't. And turns out I enjoy it. I like it, and I sucked at it. So I started a podcast, a website, to get better, and I've been doing that since. So I'm a coach, SE coach, and. SE, Still Active SE, or Solution Specialist. We have different names for different things. And I've been doing that since and enjoying it.
1: You mentioned you kind of stumbled into sales engineering. You didn't know what it was, and maybe most people don't. So maybe now that you've got a whole podcast and website about it, you can share with us a little bit more about it. So can you explain to people, especially those who might not be familiar, what exactly a sales engineer does? The
2: process of sales engineering is solving business problems through technology. What a sales engineer does, and it, it differs greatly from industry to industry, from company to company. But in general, our job is to meet with customers, understand their problems. And we do that through the process of discovery where we ask a million questions. It's like going to a doctor trying to figure out, what, like my knee is hurting and trying to figure out why. And then we try to convince them in the nicest way possible That we have the best solution for them. And then you have salespeople who either found the customer to begin with and then closing the deal at the end. So doing the negotiation and uh, asking, hey, when are you going to buy? When are you going to buy? Those annoying questions that a lot of engineers don't enjoy asking or receiving.
1: Okay. So it's interesting. So talk to me a little bit more about the relationship and the separation between a sales engineer and a salesperson and how the responsibilities are divided, but the opportunities to kind of collaborate as they're working with a potential client.
2: In terms of uh, sales engineering and sales, in the mechanical and civil world, so people who study mechanical engineering, civil engineering, it could be one and the same. The salesperson could be the sales engineer who's doing all of the work from finding leads, uh, building relationships with the customers and prospecting all that, and then doing understanding the problems and then solving them and then asking for the purchase order. In the computer, IT, networking, SaaS world, those roles are separated where the salesperson's job is to, the salesperson owns the opportunity, owns the customer, the customer relationship. It's their job. They're on the hook to close the deal. They're on the hook to find opportunities and then get the sales engineer involved to help them with understanding what the problem is because it's a fairly technical problem. And then the sales engineer will have to do their own discovery, do what we call a demonstration, a demo, a customer demo, where we show the customer how we can solve the problem, uh, manage a proof of concept. So, where the like it's taking the car for a test drive. If you ever bought a car, you took it for a test drive, that's a proof of concept. And then providing that information back to the salesperson what went well, what didn't go well. Do we add any value to this customer? Do we solve their problem? And then the salesperson will then do the negotiation and ask for the purchase order. And we're always doing that against somebody else. Like there's, it's not just one vendor, it's not just Honda, it's Honda, Toyota, Mazda, whatever you want. So it's always competition against other people.
1: You know, we're talking about how different industries kind of organize these different roles differently, right? And so a sales engineer may or may not be the one eventually asking for that final sale, depending on how an organization decides to organize those, those different responsibilities. But either way, a sales engineer will be involved in kind of creating some of that technical outlook and trying to help show a potential client that they might be able to solve the problem that, that they have. Am I understanding that right? Like that's a big piece to, to what a sales engineer tries to help do.
2: That's a major piece that without that, the salesperson, generally speaking, cannot sell. If I'm trying to sell you, like if the salesperson is trying to sell you a car and I don't understand why you need it, how you're going to use it, then you might not be able to actually close the deal in the end. And that's where the SE comes in for more complicated solutions.
1: Now, it's interesting that you bring in the example of like selling a car, because usually when people think of car salesmen, you know, we start to cringe a little bit, right? Yeah. You're maybe talking about this semi-positively, but I'm curious, like, as you've been working through this and, and been a sales engineer for years now and talking to plenty of other sales engineers in the industry through uh, your podcast and other things, what are some of the common skills and things that you've found that that sales engineers need to have? And, and also think about how some of these skills might actually apply in ways that non-sales engineers, other types of engineers might also benefit from, you know, even if they're not directly involved in the sales process.
2: Let me ask, answer the second question first. Generally speaking, the sales skills are needed in every aspect of life, whether you're an engineer, doctor, whatever you are, you need some sales skills. If you're interviewing for a job, the product you're selling is yourself. The service you're selling is yourself. And you need to be able to actually go through the sales process where you're the salesperson, you're the sales, you're everything. And the customer is your potential employer. What helps with that in general, whether you're an SE engineer, whatever the most important skill that a lot of people lack is being able to ask the right, useful and hard questions, asking the right questions that will help you understand if you can help someone solve a problem is very important. And another skill that people don't tend to work on is the listening to those answers right now, you're asking me a question and I'm immediately thinking of an answer instead of taking the time to actually listen to your complete question. And that's just an example. I'm actually listening to your question. Don't think I'm not listening to it. But generally speaking, when someone's talking, we're immediately thinking of an answer to that question and not taking the time to listen. respond. Like, oh, are you asking this? What do you mean? Are you asking this question? What do you mean? what, What you're saying is this. So asking the right questions and then listening to the answers are very important. Because we're sales engineers, we have to have the technical skills to solve the problem. Otherwise, we're glorified salespeople.
1: So how do those technical skills really come into play and where do you plug those in into that process as you're trying to ask those questions, understand things? Where do the technical skills come into play for a sales engineer? Having technical product knowledge informs
2: the questions that you're going to ask. If you don't know what problem your product solves, you're not going to know how to ask it. And then figuring out how I can actually solve that customer's problems with my set of tools. Maybe I should combine a tool here, a tool there to figure out how to actually solve that problem. That requires a big technical skill set. If you think of an engine, we may not be the people building each part of the engine, but we know how the engine works as a whole. And then we can actually discuss that with our customers to help them, like, hey, you need 15 horsepower, you need 100 horsepower. You needed to not use as much gas. You need to use too much gas or diesel, all these. And I'm just giving simple examples. When we come to like the networking world and the SaaS world, there's a million options and million integrations between one product or another. Because Like right now, you can buy an engine from Lockheed Martin and you might buy a transmission from another company you need to integrate them together. That's the technical know-how that you might have to have. And I'm using mechanical examples. I don't have a lot of civil examples. Uh, uh, the audience, is it mostly civil engineers or everybody?
1: It's a mix across all engineering disciplines. So we've got some of all of them. Well, hopefully the,
2: the examples I'm providing are are being useful to some people. But there's a lot of technical knowledge that we need to know. And we need to know how to build that engine, although we don't need to tell the customer how to build it.
1: So how could someone if they were interesting and interested in learning more about sales engineering maybe start to explore that as a potential career path what are some of the things that they might try or learn about or explore within or without their current organization like How do they see, hey, maybe this is a fit, or at least just figure out how they can bring in some of these skills we were just talking about, listening, asking those questions, doing that discovery process, which they could then apply those skills to the other work that they're doing. Where would they go?
2: Within their own work, they can start doing it. And maybe I'm generalizing specific people have different uh, options, but if there's something within your work that's pissing you off, you're seeing a problem within your organization, within your problem. Try to figure out a solution for it. So that's step number one. Now, now that you've figured out a solution for it, you have to convince other people that it is a problem and that your solution is the best solution for that problem. That's basically sales engineering. There is no money involved. Usually with sales engineering, there's someone paying for it. But you're basically convincing someone to allow you the time to spend on solving the problem. So there's money there if you want to think about it. And then you try to sell it to the bigger organization. Like, hey... Someone did this solution and now we can use it all over. They solved our problem. So, you just, even if you don't want to go into sales engineering, that just adds value to your career in general and it gives you a taste of sales engineering.
1: Okay. So, just this process of recognizing a problem, asking the questions to understand it better, creating an opportunity to have a solution and presenting that in a way that helps. Other people see that solution, the connection to the problem they have and the solution that you have to bring to them, which, by the way, in different respects, engineers do this all the time. Right. As engineers are solving problems. That's what we're talking about here. A sales engineer is just more directly tied to the sales process of bringing a potential product solution to a client where. Other types of engineers might be bringing those solutions within the products that they're creating at their company to other ways they might be presenting things to clients, or even in just the the problem solving skills they have within their teams, they're trying to convince, hey, I have this idea, we're gonna discuss and brainstorm different options, but in some way you still need to sell your idea if you want it to get adopted in some way or another. Is that right?
2: Yeah, by the way, that's a perfect example of uh, listening. Right. You just repeated everything I said to me in, in your own words. And that's great. And that's something that engineers and sales engineers need to work on. The big distinction I would make between sales engineers and engineers. This is my experience is that for engineers, someone tells them, we have a problem. Show us how to fix it. As sales engineers, we have to go find the problem and then use whatever the engineers, like the people who are working on the products, use whatever they did to solve my, the customer's problem. So that's the only distinction that I see. And when you're an engineer, if you start looking for problems and convincing people that it is a problem, or maybe just double checking, is it a problem? Like, am I the only one seeing this? No, other people are seeing this. Okay, great. Let's solve it together. Now you're adding leadership into this. And then you can go to your management. We saw this problem. This is the solution. Convince them, present it to whoever you need to present it and try to get it adopted across the company. It might not work, it might not be easy, but guess what? As sales engineers, we lose a lot more than we win. It's part of the job.
1: Not every idea, even if it's a good idea, is gonna be adopted, whether that's a sales pitch that you're trying to make or just an idea that you have in your company. And, and being willing to, to accept that along the way, that's just part of the process and, and some of the things we need to deal with in our lives and our careers, right? We don't win every time. And maybe we lose more than we win in, in some respects. We can still learn from each one of those experiences along the way.
2: 100%. The goal when we solve a problem is to actually solve a problem, not cause new ones, and also save someone money, time. Like Generally speaking, the problems are money, time, risk. So if your solution costs more than the problem that they're trying to solve, it's a bad solution. Or if even worse, if your solutions cost less, but you are not able to show the value of your solution to your your prospect of whoever wants to buy it internally, externally, then it's not going to go through. And that's part of our job is to show the value of our solution. If a Honda Civic costs a million dollars, no one would buy it it, because the value it brings is a lot less than a million dollars.
1: We were talking earlier about how sometimes sales engineering is separated from the salespeople. So I'm curious about the stress on a sales engineer. Is there compensation tied to commission and actually successfully completing sales? Is that sometimes yes, sometimes no? What does that look like as far as compensation for sales engineers?
2: Most mature companies provide commission to the sales engineers. It's much less than the salespeople. So let's say in the SaaS world, the software world, people are selling AutoCAD, for example. I don't know if anybody still sells AutoCAD, but Autodesk. The salespeople can get paid either 50-50, as in they get 50% of their salary as base and 50% of their salary as commission, or 60-40, 60 as base, 40 as commission. Or it could be zero base and 100% commission. I haven't talked to anyone who does that, but I've heard stories of people who have that. Sales engineers are usually 80-20. So 80% of their salary is base and 20% of their salary is commission. So most SEs that I've talked to see their base as their salary and the commission is just cherry on top and this allows the sales engineer to kind of pull back if the salesperson is going too fast or they're doing the wrong things which happens the sales engineer is now will act as a the checks and balance for the salesperson so it's not as stressful for se's as it is for salespeople because we usually get a larger base but we do have incentive to sell
1: Sure. So how do sales engineers, where maybe most people are sort of thinking about engineers is mostly base salary. Maybe there's a bonus involved depending on how the company does. But now we're directly tied some of our compensation, at least, to the performance of completing these sales and different things when maybe you don't have full control because someone else has to make a decision. You're working with other people and things like that. And so that can be kind of stressful for some people. So for some people might think of that as stressful, what are some of the things they might do to reduce that stress or, or deal with that cycle and some of the disappointment we were talking about earlier when they might not win all those sales and you know that's going to affect their compensation and things like that?
2: That's something that I felt when I first got into sales or sales engineering. And the way I got over it was I negotiated a base of my new company that's higher than the salary in my old company. That immediately alleviated stress. I don't have to sell to survive. Salespeople, on the other hand, usually their base is not enough to cover everything, so they need some commission. But as sales engineers, usually we're well compensated. The base covers most of our life expenses, even investing for the future. And the commission is just cherry on top. That's one thing. Another thing I want to remind people that even your bonus is not guaranteed. I worked for a company where they had this most ridiculous formula to calculate the bonus. And it's based on how your department does and how the company does as a whole. My department killed it. The company lost money. I got zero bonus. I was not in control. And the thing about sales engineering in general is it teaches you about negotiation. Next time you try to switch jobs to go to a different company, you know how to negotiate a better salary. So I would think of it, even if you're worried about, maybe I'm not making enough money, it's an investment. It's an investment in some life skills that you're going to use. I use it to buy a car, to buy a house, to make sure my wife is happy and doing the things that I would enjoy doing. So there is some negotiation that goes on there. It's, you have to make sure that you learn a lot of things. It is an investment. It might be stressful. You're working long hours. But I worked long hours as a network design engineer, and I never got paid any bonus on that. As engineers, we, I don't know how it's, uh, it is in the States, but engineers don't get paid overtime. Is that accurate?
1: not typically unless they're they're somehow hourly compensated on a contract basis or something like that
2: yeah so sales engineers is like the pinnacle of merit-based payment. you do well you convince the customer that your solution works for them you get paid for it
1: and like you said it's an investment in learning other skills and by the way learning those other skills like negotiations communications asking great questions, understand those things that can apply in other areas of your life too, which you can use to benefit you as well, which is fantastic. Because, I mean, you just mentioned negotiations. Negotiations is not something that many engineers are involved in very frequently or ever taught in any respect. But really, we negotiate all the time in different ways, even if it's, again, negotiating what's the right idea that we should taken in the work that we're doing, in a project that we're working on, or where should we go out to dinner tonight, where should we go on vacation, even in our personal lives, like these are little negotiations that we're having in our lives. And if we don't know how to do that effectively in a way that doesn't just get you what you want, but also helps everyone feel like they're a winner, then we might be losing out on opportunities in that way.
2: At a minimum, you learn to negotiate a raise or a salary if you move jobs, that's at a minimum. I try to negotiate with my wife. Doesn't always work. She's, uh, I'll just leave it there.
1: She's a better negotiator than you. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, she is. That's that's exactly. Thank you. You just saved me. If, if she listens to this, you just saved me.
1: Can any kind of engineer, like, potentially become a sales engineer? And is it hard to become a sales engineer? Are sales engineers in demand these days? Like, what's that process like?
2: There's a shortage of sales engineers. So there's it's challenging because the initial thinking is, Most companies don't have a way to train sales engineers, hence why I started We the Sales Engineers. So they always want to hire someone with five to 10 years of experience, but we don't have many SEs like that. Like there's a shortage of sales engineers. So now they're opening up to pretty much a lot of people who exhibit some tendencies, like who enjoy talking to people, enjoy solving problems. If you're an engineer who does not like talking to people, then you should not be a sales engineer. If you don't like... Being told what to do by a salesperson, you might not want to be a sales engineer, although you can learn to negotiate with that salesperson. So not everybody can be or should be a sales engineer. Some people are better. like They excel at being engineers. So why would they want to change? If everybody becomes a sales engineer, we'd have no products to sell. So it is open for everybody. It will t- require a lot of work, but anybody can become it and hopefully everybody will enjoy
1: it. So it's open there. It's a possibility, especially because uh, there's a shortage of them. If it's something you want to explore, then you can go on and explore that. And perhaps We the Sales Engineers is a great place to explore that and learn more about the industry and, and stuff like that.
2: You know how to find me. We WeTheSalesEngineers.com. Here, there's a plug. Plug myself.
1: Ramzi, this has been a fun conversation so far. At this point, we're going to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show. Where we'll get one final piece of actionable advice from you. We'll be right back. Now it's time for the Take Action Today segment of the show. Ramsey. it's been a fun conversation so far. We've been talking about sales engineering and how that applies in different ways. Now, whether our listeners are sales engineers or want to be sales engineers or not, what's one lesson that they can take and take action on from the world of sales engineering that can help them in some of the career challenges and opportunities they might face?
2: I think of myself as an introvert. And for me, I never thought that I need anybody. The thing that I learned in sales engineering is that we don't live in a bubble. Everybody could use somebody else's help and could help other people. So my action item, I guess, if you want to call it that for people, is connect with five people on LinkedIn, five new people on LinkedIn or whatever resource you want. Dig your well before you need it. You never know what could happen tomorrow. There might be a recession coming and you might need some help. Connect with five people, connect with them deeply, not just like send them a connection on LinkedIn and dig your well before you need it. You don't know what could happen. You might need someone's help. And also you could be able to help other people who would need your help as well.
1: To prepare and build those connections and not just when you're job searching and and other things, but always be cultivating those networking connections and those relationships all the time. I like the the dig your well before you need it. That's excellent. So Ramsey, it's been a fun conversation. If people want to connect with you or learn more about we the sales engineers or other things, where would you point them to?
2: Wethesalesengineers.com is my website. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so Ramsey Marjaba. I think I'm the only one there with that name. I'm active a little bit on Twitter. I don't like getting on there. I find I get sucked into some bad discussions. So LinkedIn, we the sales engineers, I look forward to meeting as many people as possible. I'm digging my well.
1: Thanks so much for being with us, and we wish you nothing but success as you continue moving forward. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in the episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books that we mentioned. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars, also at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers who are struggling and need help taking the next career step, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors.
0: dot org